Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Yeah, I mean, so Cousins is making 16.09% of the cap. Yep. I mean, like yep. other players here, like, I mean, Dylan's at 8.87. That's why we're having a lot of talk about him. Obviously, Brandon Neal's in that eight range. Harrison Smith, Harrison Smith is. Other than that, I mean, you're getting into like 5%. And that those guys, the Vikings are still looking at, like, do we have to restructure? Because this is just, it's, I mean, this is why Rob Brzezinski is so valued to them, right? He's kind of a wizard. He knows all the rules and he's he's knows how to manipulate the cap. But at yeah. some point, you just can't with a cap figure that high. I think Mahomes, right, was like 12.5 or something. And that was a big deal. Like most teams don't win the Super Bowl with, with a quarterback at that, at that rate. And obviously... Cousins not Mahomes, so yes. um, so yes, <laughs> that's the most obvious thing I could say. But you know, like they have to, um, they have to figure out kind of what, um, not only like what to do with Cousins' contract, but also strategically, what's your succession plan? And I, the way I see it, it's like if you're a team tanking or somehow can acquire a top ten pick, that's a grab a quarterback. He's got to play right away, basically, or after a year. Do you go like later in the first round, second round where you're looking at a one, two year project? Or, I mean, if you look at like Jordan Love, for example, now who knows? There's some argument that the Packers should have cut bait with Rodgers to get out a year ahead of it. Right. And maybe Love is ready, although I'm not convinced of that. But it's Mm -hmm. like they seem convinced enough now after you've basically burned Love's rookie contract, which is the most valuable contract in sports, that he's ready. Right. That's what you're talking when you're talking late first, second. And then as you get third, fourth or whatever. I mean, then you're looking at like Cousins, Dak Prescott, someone who who's going to take a while to incubate. And I think my guess is, given again they have like four or five picks this year, um, they are probably looking at like Cousins is kind of long term, right? That like mm-hmm. he's good enough, and this is what the conversation will get into: good enough versus championship caliber, but good enough to hold it down. And then you're kind of working something underneath him, right? Developing a quarterback. I'm. I mean. I think it's insane. I know this year they might not, I think it may not do it after that. I think it's insane not to take a quarterback every year. Like I seriously think you just have to continue because mm-hmm. if Kellen Mond doesn't succeed, maybe the next guy you draft in the second or third round does. Right. So, um, so I don't know. I do. I mean, I think those are the mechanics going into this and I think they're wise to not push it out because also if your cousins, like, I don't know how reasonable pro athletes are, but he has to know in the back of his head, he is not going to be the same player as he is now, as he's kind of past in his mid thirties, as he would be at 37. And part of me thinks is, is if he gets even that far in Minnesota, he can kind of look at it and go, look, it was tumultuous in Washington. It was when he first got to Minnesota, he may be able to kind of gracefully exit the NFL, it, you know, basically have one year deals, one year's extensions on the way out. So, right. um, so I do think as much as they're not extending out multiple years, they're probably thinking multiple years down the road and running some calculus on like, 
how many quarterbacks basically do we have to draft to get one that's serviceable when he's done knowing they're not bottoming out and trying to get a number three pick and hoping they don't end up with like Sam Darnold. Yeah. So they're not like we've, we've mentioned this in the past. I think we talked a little bit about this week. We've certainly mentioned it in, in past episodes, but like Kirk cousins ensures relevance, right? Like he ensures mm-hmm. that you won't be horrible. Can you win a super bowl with Kirk cousins? I think everything has to go right. And mm-hmm. I, I think the answer is probably no, considering like you said, he takes up 16% of the cap. That being said, the fact that he ensures relevance essentially guarantees that like, well, who's the big fish next year? It's Caleb Williams, right? Like everyone mm-hmm. is talking about Caleb Williams from USC. He's going to be the number one pick next year in, in, in next year's NFL draft, barring injury or barring like extreme regression. Kirk Cousins, the fact that he's going to be on the roster, he's under contract this year, and he, we think if he gets extended, will be under contract next year as well. His presence eliminates you from the Caleb Williams conversation, right? So you have to figure out a way. If if you're drafting a quarterback every year, what does that look like? Um, there's a name that's that's popping up this year, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Yeah, he's, he's seen as a project player, has the tools, um, but probably needs a year, maybe two years to, to, for NFL teams to kind of feel what it seems like right now. I mean, things can change with the combine um, interviews, pro days and things, but right now it seems that NFL teams believe that Anthony Richardson could be really, really good, but is going to need some time to cook, to figure out, you know, the, the intricacies of the NFL to, to be ready to be an NFL quarterback. Do the Vikings take him if he's at 23? I don't know. Like, if, if you think he's going to need a year, maybe two, and, and you're extending Kirk anyway, like, that timeline could work. But it's hard when you have needs across the roster. Like, can you really justify taking a quarterback that's not going to play for maybe two years while simultaneously probably angering your starting quarterback? Like, I, I get it. Kirk Cousins is a pro. Like, I don't think he... I, I, Kirk Cousins was, doesn't strike me as someone who would like necessarily go rogue if, if you took a quarterback, <laughs> but not. he does strike me as someone who would be hurt that you took a quarterback or like offended that you took a quarterback. This is a guy who's had to kind of scrap to work to where he is right now. He was never the the first pick, you know, he was never the first option um, in, in college, Michigan state brought in Nick Foles from, for, you know, Texas kid. Um, yeah. The five-star. Kirk Cousins was seen as like the guy who's not going to play above the five-star Nick Foles, Texas kid in the, in the NFL. He, he you know, he, they, the, the formerly known team as the Redskins, we'll call them the yeah. commanders. Now the Washington football team drafts Robert Griffin, the third, and then drafts Kirk Cousins. He's not the first pick there either. Yeah. He's not the first yeah. option there either. So I think if you took his replacement, which is, I think at some point what's going to happen. Uh, but if you took his replacement, I'm not sure how Kirk Cousins handles that. Um, like I said, don't expect him to pound the table and request a trade, but I don't know if he, how, how well he would handle that from a leadership perspective as far as mentoring the guy. I mean, some of it's just culture, right? Like if yeah. you're, if you're O'Connell, you got to go like, yeah, we, I got to make sure I have a good uh, relationship with the quarterback. And I do, again, I think O'Connell likes him. You know what I mean? Like I do yeah. think there was a connection they had in Washington and then last year. Um, I do. I mean, 
here's the thing cousins welcomed mond in right now part of it is maybe he just didn't see any <laughs> he's like i welcome him and he's not taking my job <laughs> but there was some excitement giving so obviously the question with mond was accuracy right but he was a really good athlete that's why he got trapped in the third round right. um and i think at least outwardly cousins would be gracious mentor maybe not but like i you know i think um i think he'd handle it professionally as he does a lot of stuff um i don't thinking big picture like i think of cousins a little like dilfer flacco right and it's like he would win those guys won under perfect circumstances mm -hmm. right it was it was this like incredible baltimore <laughs> defense and they had enough around them to to move the ball and in flacco's case he really uh cashed in on that yep. um to recreate that right because that's what they tried to create in 17 and that's why they got that close and that's kind of what the zimmer regime chased until you know they they got cleared out i think you'd have to have a situation like and i don't know if this can happen or if they did this if anything about it o'connell has a really good relationship with flores they o'connell was drafted by new england in 08 and that's when flores they hired flores um, and you can see it in that press conference, right? It was, you know, mm -hmm. this is not just we hired the best guy out there, but mm -hmm. like we hired someone O'Connell knows really well. I'm trying to think how you keep Flores in house because I believe if you gave Flores time, he could create a great defense, right? He's qualified to be a head coach. Mm -hmm. We know he did a good job in Miami. We know he comes from New England, who's not only a good defensive team, but kind of creates something out of nothing. Like he didn't need a hundred great draft picks in order to fill out the defense. I wonder if like, if I'm O'Connell in, in the, like at once he kind of went through the initial interview process and made sure they were on the same page, part of me would be like, let's give it a year and see what happens, see what your options are. Mm -hmm. I'd almost make him like an assistant coach and a, and a defense coordinator. Obviously O'Connell can't like make him a head coach. There's no way like a co-head coach situation yeah. would work, but like you bring him as close as possible. Sure. To your position. And I think there's this tacit agreement that yes, if if Tomlin retires and you can go take over the Steelers, go do that. If Belichick retires and you can go take over the Patriots, go do that. But if the Arizonas of the world and like these kind of these organizations that just look really poorly run, obviously he wouldn't go back to Miami, but kind of like that class of team. It's like instead of jumping for the head coach position, which is more money prestige and maybe even a even like a segue into another better head coach position. Like, what if he just kept him here? Because I think not only that is that ideal, uh, an ideal situation for Cousins, who, again, I think the only way to win is to, like, like Flores has got to be, and I think he will be in Quasi's ear and being like, draft this guy, draft this guy, draft this guy, right? Um, but also, like, um, it just would take a while to kind of fill that out and get to that point. But also, that's the best way for, like, an Anthony Richardson or, or take his name out of it for a second, any project quarterback to come in, right? Because we know there are good quarterbacks who are drafted high or um, had the time to kind of develop under yeah. someone else who just come into such a bad situation. They cannot succeed. Like physically they're too beat up or they don't have weapons or the offensive line is terrible, or it could be all this, or the defense is terrible. And you're like, sometimes I think the quarterback gets the blame for that. Right. Because you go, well, the quarterback should be able to put up 30 points. And we're like, yeah, but there's like, they never have time of possession. And like, as soon as they score, it's devastating because the other team just runs out there and scores on them again or whatever. Um, and I actually think that more than anything is going to be the Viking success because it gives you success on both levels, right? It gives you success with cousins, right? That he could be Trent Dilfer basically, or it gives you success with the, his successor because he comes in and you go, you just have to operate the offense. I mean, truly, I don't think cousins fully understands the offense yet. I did not get that impression. Right. And he was pretty forthcoming with, I'm learning it's time on task. 
like think of where a rookie quarterback would be. And so like if you're Wes Phillips and O'Connell, you might be like, you only need to know like a quarter of the playbook and then the defense will keep the game close. Right. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I think um, that's the wild card here is like, could you convince Flores like you have as high of a position as you can have within the organization without being the head coach and just don't leave us unless one of the premier teams snags you. Right. And like, that is such a, like that when you talk about everything has to go right, like that's the position they're in right now. Right. And and not to circle it back and 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 feel like we're nitpicking at cousins, but they're they're in that position largely because of his contract, and, yeah. and they're always going to be in that position largely because of his contract. But I don't know what else you do. Like I, I, I've come around on Kirk Cousins this year. I think he's better than I gave him credit for in his first three years at the Vikings. Um, I think in a league where quarterback play or above average quarterback plays very clearly not guaranteed. Um, there is a lot of good quarterbacks in the league and there are a lot of bad quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think Kirk cousins deserves credit for like we've talked about making relevant each year, but with that cap hit comes the pressure to win a super bowl. And, and I don't know if you can do it with Kirk cousins as he is within hit, like the player that he is and certainly coupled with, the the money he's taking up in the salary cap that's a long-winded way of saying they're going to extend him i would honestly be shocked if they did not we we should point out because we're they do have to pay justin jefferson they like don't have to do that this year this is the first year they can i think i think you could have him ride it out it's just a like or jefferson will continue to build leverage you know what i mean unless he gets injured and i god forbid right but like um you you don't you don't have to, but you don't want to screw with that either. Like yes. you're yeah. you're eligible for an up a contract extension. We want to keep you happy. We want to keep you here. We do not want this to go south and have another Randy Moss situation where where we're we're left, you know, in the prime of his career wondering like what if he he stuck around. So Yeah, but I think it is a good know, point. It's- it's exactly it. I mean, it's Randy Moss. It's also how you run your organization, right? The difference is it's like you can throw that money at like the quarterback money at Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, like a lot of these AFC quarterbacks, right? If Lawrence develops correctly, Lawrence, right? Because yes. they can drive winning for you. You just have to. It's weird. The Vikings have to think of their receiver as the quarterback. Like you throw the money at him because what the hell are the Vikings without Justin Jefferson? Right. And again, it's a little bit, it's, I mean, Jefferson, Jefferson makes more of an impact in my mind, but like, it's a little bit like the Flores thing where like, again, take care of Flores because he could fix the defense for you. Take care of Justin Jefferson because he helps cousins. And then he's also going to help his successor, right? Because whether, regardless if this happens in a year or three or whatever it is, like, again, if it's Anthony Richardson or whoever that class of quarterback, you walk, walk in and like O'Connell's probably telling him, he's like, you're probably going to throw it to Justin Jefferson. Just make sure there's not a safety over there. You know, you know what I mean? And like, that's a pretty straightforward instruction. We know O'Connell can scheme him, him open, right? He did right. that. And like, I mean, just the wild card aspect of it too, of like, you know, he was in the backfield a little bit. Again, he's not going to like take a handoff, but like you could use him in screens. You can, I mean, he'll throw the ball, you know what I mean? And it's just like, Justin Jefferson also helps quarterback development. And that's just, that's why these guys get paid as much as they do, because like he kind of has a hand in anything on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. And, and where Justin Jefferson's at in his career um, in the same vein of paying him this year, because you want to keep him happy. You don't want to take a tremendous step backwards because you want to keep him happy. So another reason like there are, 
tinfoil hat people out there saying trade cousins, you know, tank for Caleb Williams. Like that's not an option. Like you want to be good this year. You want to try and push the, you know, the narrative forward after probably overachieving last year, but obviously then coming up extremely short in the playoffs. Um, Your superstar is entering his prime. Maybe not even yet though, because Justin Jefferson is still young, but he's approaching his prime. Um, you do not want to piss that guy off um, before he gets there. So Kirk Cousins, we both believe he will be extended. Um, that will certainly be met with, you know, cheers on, on the pro-cousin side and booze on you know, the anti-cousin side. 